Hey friends, this is Rick Renner. And today, Denise is going to be with us again. She's teaching from her brand new book called Unstoppable, which comes with a wonderful accompanying series. When I saw these teachings, I said, wow, I want everyone to see them because they're so powerful. God wants you and me to be an unstoppable force. And that is what Denise is going to teach us in today's program. So let's join Denise. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so excited about being on Rick's program. And I'm so honored that he would ask me to be on his program. And I've been talking to you about being unstoppable. Yesterday, we talked about recognizing the power of God in us, that we are a joint and that we have a supply and that your supply is uniquely designed and crafted for you and for your giving out and not comparing to somebody else. And today I want to talk to you about something else that could stop us. And that is offense. But before we get started, I want to offer you my book. It's called Unstoppable. And the subtitle says, Pressing Through Fear, Offense, and Negative Opinions to Fulfill God's Purpose. How important is it, especially in this day that we live in, that we fulfill God's purpose? that we recognize the power of God that's on the inside of us and that we say, God, I'm here. I recognize I'm a joint. I recognize I have a supply in this lost world where there's so much darkness. And friend, you have a light to shine. It's part of your supply. It's part of the, the fact that you are a joint in the body of Christ. You are vital to God's plan and you have an amazing supply to give. And that's what we've been talking about. And so today I want to, us to look at how powerful, we don't want it to be powerful, but it can be powerful to stop our supply is unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment. And the reason that I talk about this with so much passion is because many years ago, I, I had my own experience with terrible unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, and you say, Denise, you, you're married to a powerful minister. You're in the ministry. You're called of God. That's not supposed to happen. No, friend, it wasn't supposed to happen. But it did happen. It was very real in my life. And that resentment not only was bringing a stop to what God wanted to flow through me, but it caused great sickness in my body and it caused absolute torment in my mind. I had cold hands, not just cold, 
painfully cold. I had cold feet, painfully cold all the time. My mind was like in torment. I was so trapped in fear. It was like on my mind, I, I, I would wake up with these thoughts and I would go to bed with these thoughts. For me to think normal at that time, I would have to go by myself and turn on praise and worship music and sing to the Lord for my mind to settle down and think normal. I'm not proud to tell you this. I even had panic attacks. There were three times that I had to get out of a certain room because I thought the walls were closing in on me. You say, Denise, that's crazy. Yes, that's the position. That's the condition that my mind was in. And I didn't even know it was because of unforgiveness. I didn't even know that unforgiveness is such an open door to the work and through the attacks and to the strategy, strategies of the devil. I didn't even know that. In fact, I didn't even know I had unforgiveness. I just thought my problem was that other person, and if they would just change, then everything would be okay. Well, You've probably lived enough life that you understand that we can't change other people. Well, of course I couldn't change this other person and they just remained the same. So what am I supposed to do? I didn't know I had unforgiveness. I didn't even know I needed to change. I was in a trap of my own mind, this fear, the symptoms in my body, and I was in fear. Well, this went on for quite some time. So what was I doing? I was seeking the Lord. I had my nose in the word of God. I was praying. I knew that my answer was Jesus, but I didn't have step one, step two, step three, step four. I didn't even have step one. I was in such a prison. And then one day, we had ministered in this big church and I had sung and somebody came up to me and they said, they said, you're, that was very beautiful. Thank you. And they said, you're a very sensitive person. And they said, and, and you've got a lot of uh, broken places in your heart. And this person said to me in 24 hours, you're going to wake up in a different world. Well, I was able to see something in that 24 hours. And you know what I saw? I saw that I was in unforgiveness. I saw that I was bitter. I saw that I had resentment. It wasn't about that other person. I couldn't do anything about that other person. The Holy Spirit was pointing and shining his light on me. And I understood that I had unforgiveness and I was able to verbalize to this person forgiveness. That sounds so simple when I have all these symptoms in my body and all this misery and all this torment. I, I verbalized that forgiveness to that person. I went to bed that night and I woke up just like that person, that prophet said to me, 
in a different world. My hands were normal, my feet were normal, and my mind was normal. It's like when I opened the door and said, please forgive me, I forgive you. It was like in the middle of the night, Jesus put his invisible hand down into my heart. He's so amazing. And he pulled out all the bitterness. He pulled out all the resentment. He pulled out all the confusion. And I woke up the next morning in a completely different world. I was absolutely free. And friend, that's why I share this message about unforgiveness and forgiveness with so much passion because I believe there's other people, maybe you're listening to me right now, and you're one of those people. You've got gifts and callings inside of you. You know you do, but something happened in your life and it has stopped you from being effective in giving out what you have. Unforgiveness and bitterness is stoppable material. And it was definitely stopping me. But when I opened that door to forgiveness, that, that bitterness, resentment, confusion, fear, it completely left me. And I was a free person. So what does Jesus say about unforgiveness? Well, Jesus says one verse, and that verse would really scare me. And it said, if you don't forgive, Jesus said this, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive you. Why would Jesus say that? Because Jesus paid the ultimate price. You and I are going to heaven because of his forgiveness. He opened the door through his forgiveness for us to go to heaven. When we forgive, we open the door for freedom for someone else. I want you to look with me at Matthew chapter 18. And Jesus is teaching about unforgiveness. And so I'm going to just kind of tell the story. So it starts in 18 and it starts with verse 21. And Peter, he says to Jesus, you know, how many times should I forgive? And Peter says, seven times? Because uh, the Hebrews at that time, they believed that if you forgive someone three times, that that's really good. So Peter just added three more and added one. He thought that was just perfect. But Jesus said, I didn't ask you to forgive seven times. I'm asking you to forgive seven times 70, 490 times, 490 times a day if, if needed. Why would Jesus want us to forgive 490 times a day if needed? Because it's, we don't live in that place of that prison of unforgiveness. And you're going to see in this story, not only are we in a prison of unforgiveness, but we put others in a prison of unforgiveness. 
Okay, so what happens here in these passages is that uh, Jesus tells the story about a master and his servant owed him a huge debt. And some commentators say that it was $269 million, huge debt. So the servant, he went to the master and he begged him and he said, please, please don't put me in prison and my children. He said, he said, I'll pay you everything. And it says that the master had compassion on him and he forgave him the debt. Well, this forgiven servant then goes out and another servant comes and sins against him. And he owes him the equivalent of $20, $20. He's been forgiven, some scholars say, $269 million. And now his, his fellow servant owes him $10. So what does this forgiven servant do? It says that in verse 28, but the servant went out and found one of the fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii or $20. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe me. This forgiven servant now has his hands around this other servant's neck and saying, you pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and he begged him saying, have patience with me. I'll pay you everything. And look at verse 30. And he would not. The forgiven servant would not forgive. If you go on and read this rest of this, it was not good for this forgiven servant because he was forgiven so much. And it says, Jesus said, because he's teaching here, and he said that there would be tormentors to come. In verse 34, and his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. I can hear some of you saying, but, but you don't know what they did to me. I, I, I've never been able to forgive. How can Jesus ask me to forgive? Well, one reason he can ask you to forgive is because when you got born again, he put the love of God, the very love of God on the inside of your heart. You have the equipment to set that person free of whatever they did to you. Because the love of God has been poured out, the Bible says poured out, shed abroad all over your heart, the very love of God. You have the equipment to forgive. We've been forgiven a huge debt. Does that person that you have unforgiveness to or bitterness. Let me put it like this. Did the person that I was offended with, did they owe me a debt? Yes, they did. Were they able to pay the debt? No. Was I able to pay my debt? 
that I owed God? No. What did God do? He forgave my debt. What did God do for you about your debt towards him? He forgave it. What does he call us to do about the debt that others owe us? Jesus is not denying the fact that others owe us a debt. He's not denying that. Yes, they do. But as we've been forgiven, we must forgive them. I want to tell you a powerful story. Many years ago, I was in an another country. I was in another church and I met this praise and worship leader and she spoke English and we began connecting our hearts. And, and she said that the man that she was with was her second husband and the little boy over there was her son. And, and she said, uh, and we were, you know, we connected and I said, well, how, how did you get free of what happened with your first husband? Because I knew that many times when people are married the first time, they carry their offenses from the first marriage to their second marriage. So I asked her that question. She said, well, let me tell you my story. So she began to tell her story. She said that she was not saved and she married this man and he became an abusive alcoholic and he would abuse her and he abused their son so much that he had mental problems. And so she divorced him. After she divorced, she got saved. She got filled with the Holy Spirit. She married this other man. Well, now her life is just blessed except for her son that has these mental problems. But she knows in her heart, I have to forgive. I have to forgive. I have to set this man free because Jesus forgave me. I have to forgive him. And she was praying about it, seeking the Lord. And one day she was cleaning out her apartment and she had just gotten all this trash and everything, and she got it all together. It was a huge pile. She was so excited because she felt like she was done. And then she looked over to the side, and there was just a little tiny piece of paper. And she was getting ready to sweep that right over there. And the Holy Spirit spoke to her, and he said, You see this big pile of trash that you're so proud of? He said, that's the debt that you owed me. And then he said, and you see this tiny little piece of paper? That's the debt that your ex-husband owes you. She said, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Lord, I forgive him. I release him from what he did. And you know, it wasn't easy because she had her son with his mental problems to look at every single day. But she was so convicted by the Holy Spirit that she forgave that first husband. Well, you know what happened? God healed her son. And she quit accusing her second husband of the same things that she accused her first husband of. See, if we don't forgive, it's like there's a string uh, in the spirit connected to that other person. They can be on the other side of the world. You can decide not to talk to them. But if you have unforgiveness on the inside of you, it's as if 
the offense happened the day before. You're still connected to it in your heart, that invisible string connecting you to that offense. So what is it that would cut that string in half and you would be free forever? It's forgiveness. It's setting that person free. He set you free. He forgave your debt. You couldn't pay your debt. I couldn't pay my debt. And those who have owed me a debt, they can't pay. But I can free them of their debt. And you, on purpose, can free the person who's offended you. What will happen when you free that person? You open the door of heaven to your home. It, forgiveness is so powerful. Why is forgiveness so powerful? Because that's what God extended to us through the punishment, the death, the horrible treatment of Jesus, him going to hell. That's what God offered to us through Jesus' suffering. And he's telling us, friend, we have to offer that same forgiveness to those who offend us. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, Be kind one to another, tender-hearted and forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Is there somebody that you're offended with? Is that offense stopping you? Is there an invisible ceiling over your life that you haven't known what it is? Could it be unforgiveness? Could it be resentment? Well, it's time for you to get rid of that and become the unstoppable person that God created you to be. It's so been my pleasure to be with you and share this word of God with you that's changed my life, transformed me and set me free. And stay with me and I'll be right back to pray for you. Are you tired of getting stopped by the negative voices and opinions that seem to paralyze you along the way? Fear, offense, and negative opinions can have a stifling effect on your life. It's time for you to push them out of the way and become unstoppable. In Denise Renner's new five-part series, Unstoppable, she opens up and shares how she overcame profound negativity in her own mind so she could do what God wanted her to do with her life, as only Denise can do. She talks about the lies the devil spoke to her mind and emotions and what she had to do to uproot, silence, and become absolutely free from those lies. In this empowering series, Denise reveals how to identify the mental lies that are trying to emotionally control you, how to shut your ears to voices of negativity that have dominated you too long, how to embrace freedom 
freedom and really begin to step forward to be the free person Jesus Christ wants you to be. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. We're also offering you Denise's 208-page book, Unstoppable. Rick says, Denise bears her heart and soul on paper and shows every reader how to walk out of an emotional prison into complete freedom to become unstoppable in life. This powerful, life-changing book is available for $20. Don't delay ordering Denise's five-part series, Unstoppable, and her book, Unstoppable. These two resources have the power to alter the course of your life. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Friend, don't you love the Word of God? It's Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's what God's Word does. It makes us free. And I'm excited to offer you my book, Unstoppable. It's time that we be unstoppable, that we not let offense, that we not let the fear of man, that we not let negative opinions steal from our race. We're going to stand before the Lord one day and he's going to, we want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I wrote this book because I want to encourage you about your race and to stay unstoppable. It comes in many formats. You can have this. I want you to have it. And I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, his wonderful presence that's touching us right now. 
leading us to that place to let go of any offense, any bitterness, any resentment. We open our hearts right now for your Holy Spirit to search our heart. And we say yes to you, Lord. I let that person go right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for your power in my life. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, please let us know how we can pray for you. We're there to pray with you and agree with you. Again, it's been my great privilege to be with you. And I'll see you on the next program. 